Welcome back to Barden Academy. It's the winter break. You know, we're the holdovers. It's just me and Joey here at the school. You know, we're the only ones here, man. We're here to record. Mm-hmm. My name's Adam. I've already given you away. You're Joseph. Yeah, it's uh, Joe, you know. Um, my, uh, you know, I can't, uh, my phone died. I can't get, I can't text my, my mom to come pick me up. So I'm stuck at the, I'm, stu- I'm a Barton boy for Christmas vacation. Well, so. yeah, the issue is that even if you did get around to calling her, she, she's not going to pick us up, man. She's not mm-hmm. going to. Wait, hold on. I think it's like a helicopter outside. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Fuck. That's the end of the episode today, guys. Thanks for talking. No. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I mean, we're talking. We're, we're doing a little two for episode today. Uh, it's a it's a the holdovers and uh, an early not, not even early Oscar predictions anymore. I think November is an acceptable window to do Oscar predictions at this point. You know, we've been in the game for quite a bit. We know what we're doing. Uh, but. You know, we were going to just do an Oscar prediction episode as it is, but, you know, we just, we had a lot to say about the holdovers and we wanted to, you know, dive into it. Um, as far as that goes, Joey, it's the new Alexander Payne joint. Uh, have you, are you like a big Alexander Payne guy? Because I feel like even when we saw this together, we didn't really talk about like his mm-hmm. filmography. Um, I like, uh, you know, Sideways is a classic and I think The Descendants is really great. Um, I haven't seen, I know he, I, I, and then I, I, I haven't really done a deep dive on him. I, he, I can't. He's either a guy that has like twenty movies or five movies. Like I don't really know his whole thing. Um, I wasn't huge on downsizing, so I haven't really been yeah. eager to kind of go through his stuff. I've heard that the, what Nebraska is supposed to be really good, but yeah, Nebraska. I think you would love Nebraska if you watch that. I'm pretty I know sure Will he. Forte's in it, so <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's great in it too. Bruce Stern, June Squibb. Yeah, good movie. Um, he. Yeah, I mean, Alexander Payne, I believe he has, like, under 10 movies, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, it's really not that many. He goes on, like, little breaks in between each movie, uh, which is, like, you know, what makes it always feel cool when he comes out with a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him as a filmmaker. I, you know, downsizing notwithstanding. I'm also not a fan of that movie, but I also, I don't know anyone who is, really. Like, I, have, I haven't met, like, a you know downsizing defender to this day <laughs> um but uh you know i i really like uh, all of his other movies i think election is probably my favorite mm-hmm. um because i think that's just like a that's a classic um but you know sideways is great i, I thought the sentence was really great uh nebraska like i said um probably forgetting something else i feel like but yeah no he he's just kind of he's he's up there he's one of the goats mm-hmm. Um, but I was really excited to see this just because, uh, you know, I love me some Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not above a good Giamatti uh, performance showcase. And, um, yeah, I mean, what, just getting into it, Joey, how did you feel about The Holdovers? The Holdovers is uh, delightful. Uh, this was, um, I, I, you know, I, the um, it's just such, I mean, I know he doesn't like the word, but it is does have this this kind of, it is a kind of a comforting feel to it it does it, it definitely does feel old-fashioned um but the, i just think that the, the characters are so well defined and the relationships are really kind of earnestly fleshed out um and it is just kind of a it's just kind of a slam dunk of a movie i just see kind of at it to it it's one of those movies where after once you're about halfway through the movie he can't miss every scene mm-hmm. becomes a good scene and uh, you're just kind of have a you're along for the ride and by the time it's over you're sad that it's ending you've got to you, you want to stay with these characters more 
Um, and then to the, the all the performances too from these three leads, Paul Giamatti is excellent. Divine Joy Randolph is amazing. And then this Dominic Sessa kid, I think this is his first performance. Yeah, uh, ever it's, in a film. And uh, yeah. yeah, what a start! I mean, just uh, he's. I'm really excited to see what he does next. Um, because yeah. too, you could see that this character. You could. It's it's one of those things where this movie could go wrong so many different ways. You know, you could easily see kind of a worse director kind of bungling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, Payne just, he's got the juice and th- th- it just, this, this works really, really well. And it's super funny. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I don't know where I would rank it as far as his, his filmography goes. I would still probably put election as my favorite just cause I mean, I just think I saw that movie at the you know, right place, right time. I'll, like I'll never like not have that movie at such a high regard, but this might be my second favorite of his filmography like I, I think i may even like it more than you know like descendants and sideways i already to rewatch i haven't seen those in a while so yeah i just i actually just saw sideways for the first time last year um that's kind so of a salimony classic so it's really i think it has like maybe the single funniest payoff to a joke ever which is the uh the gum while uh tasting the wine bit <laughs> which is yeah. just fucking hilarious um it's really good, and I, I love his filmography, but this is just, like... Yeah, I mean, you you brought up the point that, like, he's kind of pushed out back against the idea that this is a comforting, like, feel-good movie mm-hmm. for people, which I don't understand why, because I think that's inherently a pretty good thing. If people feel comforted by your movie, like, I think that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, don't you want people to feel good with your movies? Too, like it's, that, like, comfort... Maybe, he, maybe it's the movies he, like, associates with being a comfort movie, because I think, you know, like... You and I, I think both we consider like Inside Lewin Davis a comfort movie, and that's mm-hmm. a sad. It's a very, it's like a deeply sad film. So it's like, yeah. it's, I think it's just it's more a, a connection being built with the characters in the film rather than it is like. Two Twin Peaks is like comforting to me to watch, uh, but that's like a horrific show. Yeah. So I think maybe he's taking it wrong. I think he's maybe he thinks it's being compared to like a like a feel good comedy or something like that, uh, which it kind of is. Which is, but too, it's like this movie also. It's like. It's hard to think that that wasn't in mind going into it, you know what I mean? Because it does have, it is kind of this kind of classic cloud freezing structure, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. I think, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the great things about this movie is that it does kind of tread that line of like familiarity, but also like originality in a really mm-hmm. sincere way. Because, you know, especially like with the format of like, I mean, it opens with like the classic focus features, like uh like a like an old kind of like retro 70s like logo at the beginning it has like a vhs kind of like quality to it like a 70 millimeter kind of like or 35 millimeter like Mm -hmm. feel to it but it's not i don't feel like pandering to that like sense of nostalgia it just kind of like is immersive in the mood and the tone of the story which again i think that's something that another director would have really like you know tried to have more be a cheap gimmick with like you know they would have like really played up the like you know shot on film aspect of it or like they would have like you know added a little bit more of those like touches to where it becomes like less significant but he does it in such a like subtle way to where it just like it feels very seamless like it's cute when it first starts you're like haha that's like cool but then like as the movie gets going you just kind of like get lost in it you know what i mean like it's not even like part on the forefront of what you're paying attention to at that point because you get so wrapped up in the characters after a certain point and i think that's what's so good about this movie is like the uh the focus on characters is just mm-hmm. so sublime like i mean i'll you know i'll go ahead and say it paul giamatti for best actor i think i mean he's just fucking like he, he's yeah. so good in this he's so good 
kind of, I mean, I won't say it because he said he's he's you know done so much. I won't say it's like the performance that he was like born to do, but like this is like nobody else could play this character the way he's doing it. It's like this is like him kind of like uh, G- uh, Payne has really distilled what's good about him as an actor in this character. Yeah, I mean, he gives like a very like heartbreaking vulnerable performance but it's also like a deeply funny performance and also just like a very you know it's just one of those guys where like you think you feel one way about him as the movie begins and you're like oh this guy's kind of a you know he's kind of a fucking dick but you know as the movie goes (laughs) along you like just learn to love him and you learn Mm -hmm. how he's had it in life and also just that you know dichotomy of relationship with um you know dominic sessa's character which again like you said he this, this kid is just like he comes out of nowhere he fucking blows you away from the second he pops up mm-hmm. uh, he breaks your heart like every line of dialogue that he has it's like i was utterly like heartbroken by like there's just like every scene mm-hmm. of this movie it's either like the funniest thing you've ever seen or like the most earth-shattering <laughs> like heartbreaking. Yeah. like i just like like i cannot tell you how many times i went like oh like as like mm-hmm. as the character said something in this movie um, yeah and two it's it's two it's not just like it is like it's not like 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 haha that was fun you know what i mean it's not like a fucking yeah. like a comedy of manner it's like fucking like them screaming it's like there's that great scene where he's chasing uh dominic paul giovanni like chases some excessive through the school and it's yeah. like it's like legit fun like it's not this isn't like this isn't like uh, like some fucking like New York coffee drinker like super kind of like ha 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 you know this is like really really funny like I, like everybody like yeah. I could show it to my mom I could show it to my brother I could show it to my coworker like everybody will like this the the humor it's very like it's it, it's a super accessible film there's no kind of yeah. pretension about it. it it does pass the mom check I think mm-hmm. right I, if I saw this with my mom I think she would like love it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't I, I in fact I don't really. I can't imagine anyone disliking this movie. I think it's a super lovable movie, no matter, you know, where you said, what your taste in film is. I just think it is super well-crafted. Um, and, but it's also just very entertaining and it's very mm-hmm. heartfelt and it's very sincere. Um, it's kind of just one of those movies where I don't have any notes with it. Like I don't have yeah. any significant issues with it. And I not even significant issues. I don't even know if I have any issues period with the movie. Um, it may be why I'm so kind of like oh sorry I mean to interrupt you. I was just saying maybe a five out of five. I need to rewatch yeah. it before I say well, that, but yeah. It's I mean I don't know if I can full out give it a five out of five right now, but it feels like I mean that's why I'm a bit surprised by his reaction to this movie because everybody's like this is a comfort movie, this is an instant classic, and I want to watch this every year. And he's like, "Fuck you guys!" I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's actually that angry about it. But <laughs> I'm a bit surprised. I mean, this is like kind of the dream for a filmmaker, no? Like to have a movie that is immediately embraced and kind of celebrated as an instant classic. It's like everybody yeah. likes this movie. It's gonna. It's getting tons of buzz. Uh, and um, there's no real. Again, there's no real. He kind of pulled it off, you know what I mean? It's kind of a, he lands the plane, kind of a false execution, you know? So I think, uh, I don't think he's, I mean, maybe he's taking the reviews in the wrong way. I think he's got nothing to be embarrassed about. I think this is a total, total slam dunk. Yeah, no, I, I, I really think so. I think he, uh, he's going to get it like a best, well, you know what? I'll save that for later, but I think. He, he's going to get a lot of attention awards wise, I think later in the year. And uh, I think it'll be very well deserved whenever it happens. And I just think he's just, you know, this is just one of those movies where it, it's just, there's only so many like awards contenders that are equally like accessible and lovable. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's usually one or the other, right? Like, something that's super, like, likable and lovable. It feels like they really have to fight to get awards attention. But mm-hmm. this is, like, one of those rare, like, you get it kind of every two to three years kind of movie where it's both. It, it It's a super accessible movie that people love and embrace. But it's also just, like, a movie that the Academy is going to, like, you know, they're really going to take to it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't wait to see that happen. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a moment at the end of the movie between, like, um, uh, the three of them, like, Divine Joy, Randolph, Paul Giamatti, and Dominic Sessa at, at like, a dinner. Or it's even before she gets to the table, but he's, you know, they're they're talking about their parents, both. Like, he, you know, he's, Dominic Sessa has, like, a pretty extensive history with his father, and he's, you know, kind of opening up about that. And, you know, Paul Giamatti's opening up about his past a little bit. And it it just broke my heart. Uh, There's a moment earlier with like uh, divine joy randolph and her sister's uh her sister's about to have a baby and it's like in her uh you know soon to be newborn son's room or her soon to be a newborn nephew's room and she's mm-hmm. you know i don't want to spoil it but if you know if you've seen the movie you know the scene and there's like no dialogue in the entire scene there, there's not a word of dialogue spoken and it utterly devastated me what happens to that scene it broke my heart it, it it fucking killed me. Um, and that's just like two examples. You know what I mean? Like those are just two things that happen in the movie. Um, it's one of those movies that ends at the perfect place too. It like it when it ends, you're like, yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the perfect like bow on top. You know what I mean? Like that. I I yeah. cannot imagine a better ending either. It's just it, it does everything right. It, it's it's simply like uh, you know they kind of don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, I mean, it does have that kind of old-fashioned feel, um, and to it, it's a very kind of, um, it, it, it's it's so neatly presented, too. There's no fat, there's nothing you could cut from the film. It's just uh, kind of, uh, I mean, he just, I mean, he pulled it off. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the perfect version of this movie. Um, it really, I mean, I I I think out of if right off the top, of my, I mean, I might prefer Sideways just because my again, it's a ceremony classic. But uh, this is like right. kind of again, this is his especially coming after downsizing. Like this is like as back as you can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I'm right there with you on that one. I think this is this is a classic. It's an instant classic. I mm-hmm. I would probably be willing to bet in the coming years it'll be a sidorious you know household rotation as far as christmas movies go i i could see like mm-hmm. myself showing my kids this movie at some point you know like it's just kind of it's it's the whole package like you said i i love it um yeah no no notes um and i i kind of slipped up a little bit like i said i was i was gonna mention <laughs> the the oscars but i think that is a kind of seamless transition into going into the awards section of this pod uh where i mean can we both agree that this will be i think it's in a lot in a lot of categories right yeah like it's gonna it's gonna kind of i don't want to say gonna win a lot but it, it's gonna be nominated quite a bit i think mm-hmm. um so you want to get into it uh let's we can start with best picture predictions Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you want to do? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Um, I'll go, I can go first. Um, okay. so I, I'm going to, I'm going to read off my 10, um, and then I'm going to say which ones have left. Cause a couple from last episode are no longer with us as far as being on the 10, uh, but I still have them kind of in honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if I, I have... can find my one from the last times. See if I can compare. 
And I've got two or three that have entered the chat as far as I'm not necessarily putting them on my list, but my eyes are on them as far as buzz. Okay. Um, so we've got Oppenheimer, which uh, is, uh, I think, a, a sure bet. Killers of the Flower Moon. Poor Things. Past Lives. This is a maybe a controversial pick. Maybe I'm holding out. I still haven't seen it, but Napoleon, I think, will still be there. Anatomy of a Fall. I am sticking with Maestro. And then my two new predictions are The Holdovers and American Fiction. Um, so The Zone of Interest and All of Us Strangers have been bumped out. At this point, I don't think All of Us Strangers is going to get nominated. I've still got The Zone of Interest as an honorable mention, as, long, as well as The Color Purple, because I, I don't think there's any reviews for that yet, so I'm not entirely sure. And then uh, I think Air, I think, is making a comeback as far as uh, being in the discussion. Um, and then the two movies, I haven't seen them, so I don't know, but the Iron Claw, the A24 movie uh, about wrestling, I think there's a lot of buzz around that, as well as Origin, the Ava DuVernay movie. I didn't know she had a movie coming out this year. Uh, yeah. So those are my predictions, and those are my uh, kind of tentative, like, maybes. Okay, so from what I counted, I think you have, like, nine movies that you want to say that you think are going to be in there, but then, like, kind of, like, six-ish movies that uh you you can kind of you don't want to lock down a tenth slot mm-hmm. from what it seems i uh, think oppenheimer killers of the flower moon poor things past lives and barbie are pretty much sure bets i would also maybe throw anatomy of a fall in the holdovers in there um napoleon maestro and uh, american fiction are the if i still haven't seen american fiction and then maestro might be too much and Napoleon, I think, is kind of getting mixed responses. I'm still holding out hope just because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, right. And then Zone of Interest, I have seen. It has positive reviews. I think it might be a little too art house for them. Uh, Color Purple, don't know anything about it yet. Uh, and then Iron Claw Origin. Um, and Origin, I have, I think, a lot of positive buzz around it. I don't know if they're going to be enough buzz to get on. Yeah. Um, and Air is the little engine that could. It's just sticking around. Yeah, I mean, I was um, v- so a big reason why I was kind of pushing to do this pod soon was because you know you went to NIF recently, and also you know we both have seen a lot of like movies since the last pod we did. I, mm. Like you know I've seen Poor Things, I've seen you know I've I've seen you know Anatomy of a Fall, I, I saw Maestro, I've seen all these movies. Uh, but the big one I was kind of questioning because it keeps kind of like floating in my ether. Like I I take it in and out of my list you know uh, was the zone of interest because i like i think i really need to see that to see if i can get a grasp on whether or not i think it's gonna because uh, mm-hmm. you you know you can read all the predictions all day long but you need to see the movie and feel it for yourself to whether or yeah. not you believe it's being a nomination so do you like gun to your head do you think it's a nomination no i don't i don't think most people will like that movie i think that critics and film people will like it but i don't think it is as broadly accessible as something to get nominated for best picture needs to be and it doesn't necessarily like something like we saw you've seen poor things now um Mm -hmm. and i i think that that's like a really bizarre out there movie that not everybody's gonna like but there is kind of this um mastery kind of magnum opus quality to that movie that makes it undeniable zone of interest you could say that about but it's it's zone of interest is like the complete opposite of poor things in the sense that it's this incredibly restrained incredibly focused tight very kind of not to say that the poor things isn't focused or tight but the film in terms of the filmmaking or poor things is this kind of explosion zone Mm -hmm. of interest is like kind of distilled and like 
almost like bare bones. And I don't see it being as broadly kind of accessible. I too, I don't necessarily think it's going to be, I, I think that movie's going, I think there's a lot of hype around that movie right now. I don't think it's going to hit as hard as if it did, I'd be surprised based on what I saw. Okay. That's what I was kind of interested in because I think I, I mean, again, like I said, you can, you can read up on a movie all day long, but you need to see it first. So I was kind of curious what your gut reaction was now that you've mm-hmm. seen that movie. I think um, it'll get a foreign film nomination, but I don't see it getting best picture. I don't think, yeah. especially also to be cynical, uh, anatomy of fall is going to get a nomination. So they've gotten their, they've checked off foreign film. So although to be fair though, um, anatomy of fall, it's, there is like a debate there with because uh, a significant portion of that movie is spoken in english so yeah. there has been a bit of a debate like it's not it's not even the uh i what it's like french or is it german or french i forgot i think it's uh, german because the girl yeah, no, it's german because the girl in the main right. girl in anatomy of fall is the main girl in zone of interest right right so i think um uh it's not even germany's pick for international submission this year mm-hmm. um so it has that rr quality to it yeah. Um, which I, I don't think that has anything to do with its chances at the best picture. I'm just saying um, it it may eliminate the like we already have one international film in there, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Argument. Um, but then again, also Zone of Interest is interesting because it's like that's just like it's a UK production. So it's not mm-hmm. even like I mean, yes, obviously the UK is international, but you get what I'm saying. Usually when mm-hmm. you think international film, you think of like a, you know, a foreign language film. Um, mm-hmm. So it is kind of interesting in that way so i don't but again i haven't seen it yet that's one of my uh the few that i haven't seen uh this year so i, I gotta i'm seeing it next week so i'll report mm. back the december prediction uh episode um okay no i mean we have a lot of overlap obviously um so i'm gonna go from like most likely i it's kind of a tentative uh you know top to bottom list mm-hmm. so i'll start for, with like most likely and i'll tell you like where my locks begin and end um, so I think as far as the locks go, number one, like you said, Oppenheimer, I, that's as locked as it gets. Like that's, that's happening. Uh, you, you're not a R rated drama that makes almost a billion dollars and not get nominated for uh, best picture. That's, that's a hundred percent happening. Uh, poor things also definitely happening. It's just, it, it's one of those movies. It's, it's too fucking good. Um, killers of the flower moon. It's, it's Marty definitely happening. Uh, the holdovers, I think, is locked at this point. It's just mm-hmm. too beloved. Too many people are responding to it. Um, definitely getting in there. Uh, Barbie, I think, is locked. Uh, they need an IP movie every year, I think. And uh, every year we have like one that's like made by like a real filmmaker. And mm-hmm. I think this just you know, checks that box. It checks a lot of boxes. And I think it's definitely getting in. Uh, this is where I I wouldn't. I mean, it, I think it's as it's not quite a lock, but it's like, it, it's pretty close to a lock. Like, I think it's very firmly, it's secure, I should say. Um, past Lives, mm-hmm. uh, Anatomy of a Fall, American Fiction, um, and then kind of a hair below secure, which is, I think, I think it's, I think it's good. It's in a good position. I'd have uh, a number nine, the color purple. Which has gotten some, it, it's had its first screening last week, and the reviews have been really great for it, um, from what I've read. People are really loving this movie. Um, I thought the trailer was okay, but I think it's also one of those positions where I think musicals are inherently pretty hard to market. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, Spielberg is producing it. 
so and the cast is pretty great. It looks like it has a good production value. So I'm willing to bet it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, and Warner Brothers really seems to be putting their eggs in the basket for it. So I think that one is going to get in if it's as good as it looks and if it's good as the uh, reviews say it is. But a lot of the people that I trust have seen it and said it's great. Um, but that leaves my number 10 slot where I'm between Maestro and Zone of Interest, but based off what you just told me, and again, I could reconvene after I see Zone of Interest myself, I think I'm going to put Maestro in at number mm-hmm. 10. Um, but again, that could change. And, you know, there like there, it is like you said, there are other things in the mix. Um, I, I don't know if I predict Origin myself. I don't know if I, you know, that's a, on, in the play for me. I think that from what I've read, it's a little too divisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, of a film uh i do think the iron claw you picked up that that's a very good like i think that could be a dark horse mm-hmm. based off the reactions i've read for it i think that's definitely in play for something um i i, I mean i could see that just sneaking in for some supporting actor nominations or you know maybe a sneaky like zach efron or something mm-hmm. but you know based off the reactions i've read that movie seems like it's great yeah, and, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have it on my list predictions. I just, I think, Origin and Ironclaw have like entered the chat. I don't think that they're, yeah. I don't think they're serious players yet, but I think they're being, they're, they're, there's murmurs going on around, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see it being a late, like it's a dark horse. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it could very well, yeah. you know, enter the chat last minute. And I think if there's any year to do that, I think it's this year. We're Maestro. I mean, we're, we're fans of Maestro, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, but. I don't think Maestro is like completely, you know, invulnerable from like a dark horse coming in. You know what I mean? Taking, taking out. Yeah. Who who did Bradley Cooper piss off at the academy? I mean, Bradley Cooper <laughs> must have pissed somebody high up off. The fact that he's been. Yeah. I mean, there's like they did the hits been taken out on him so many times. I mean, he keeps getting up and fighting again, but it's just it's a mm. it's for somebody who's seemingly so like. I mean, you'd think he's like, you'd think that he's, oh yeah, he's this decorated actor. He's probably won 15 Oscars. He's never won. And uh, he's directed these two fucking bangers. And they're, he's yeah. just, they're still like, get out of here, chump. I don't know. Maybe they just still <laughs> think he's the Wedding Crashers guy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I uh, I, I remember that was the big thing with uh, A Star is Born is that um, he was upset from what I understood that he got nominated for best actor, but not best director, which I mean, Hey, look, his performance in a star is born is fucking incredible. He's great in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but yeah, you watch that movie and you, you've learned it's a debut, uh, directorial debut. And you're kind of even more blown away. Cause the way that movie feels in the moment when you're watching, you're just like, Oh my God, you know, it kind of feels like something you're, you're watching a movie from a guy who's been doing this for like 30 years. You know what I mean? And uh, Maestro also has that quality to it. I think it's a little rougher around the edges, but that's only because I think it's more ambitious um, than A Star is Born. And I think it I, I, at this point in the year, I'm kind of equating Maestro's Oscar chances with that of like a Babylon or The Whale or Women Talking last year, mm-hmm. where it's like always going to be at our 9 to 10 slot, but we're not going to feel good about it until it happens you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah um because i do because th- i'm seeing a lot of reactions from people that are saying you know like maestro you know it's good not great i'm seeing a lot of you know it, it which i'd I, like to come in and say is total cap 
<laughs> I know. I mean, I really liked Maestro a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I, I, you know, it has some issues here and there, but overall, I really liked it. I, I was very moved by it, and his uh, direction in that movie is fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, he's. Uh, I, I think it's again, it's in my, t- it's my number ten as of now. But we'll see how the rest of the year plays out because we could see the Iron Claw in a few weeks, Joey, and be like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. Like we'd be like, oh my god, this is coming in, coming in hot. Um. Yeah. Okay. So for me, uh, yeah, all those. That, that's my ten, my one through ten. So that's my official prediction. I'm not even gonna leave anything in the either. Uh. So we'll see if it changes in December. But there you have it. Um. For actor, or sorry, director. My bad. Um. I'll go ahead and do that one since you read the last one. Um. I actually don't have any honorable mentions. I'm just gonna go in hot with this one. I just have a firm five. Um, I have Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer, who I, at this point I would say is going to win the Oscar for Best Director. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorsese for Colors of the Flower Moon. Um, I think Greta is getting in for Barbie. Um, I think Yorgos for Poor Things. And I just think Alexander Payne for Holdovers. I just think it's going to be a really simple, like, these are the biggest players. It's made by really well-respected people and they're all going to get director nominations. I think it's going to be that easy this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think so? I think, well, what do you think? <laughs> well, not to be lame. I had the exact same prediction. Um, so notably uh, I had Celine song last, last time for past right. life. She's been knocked out. Um, I just think that uh, I past lives while excellent. I think it's getting uh, kind of lost in the, 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 I think it'll get a best picture nomination, but I think it's getting lost in the, I don't think it'll be available. It's like I think it's like a hell or high water where it's going to get the nomination. People really like it, but it's not necessarily a player in the bigger categories. Um, Greta Gerwig, I didn't initially have. At this point, I think she is going to get nominated. Um, and then the only thing is, I just my I just the idea that Bradley Cooper is going to get snubbed again for Maestro really stings to me. Uh, but I don't right. think I I do think it's going to. I think that will happen again. Uh, I think he I think comparing it to like the whale or something like that is a similar. I would agree with that kind of sentiment. Yeah, so, and, I, you know, and I trust think, me, I I'm not deserves... happy about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, poor, poor, I, poor Bradley. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. You know, I don't take any pleasure in that when I say it's, that. It's just the vibe that I get. I mean, well, we I mean, not to t- turn this into a maestro pod, but he, I mean, directs the shit out of that movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, like, watch out for episode next week. We'll, we'll have a, you know, maestro episode next week with poor things in uh, May, December, but... Um, yeah, no, he, he goes fucking hard on that movie. That it's, it's a great movie. And, um, I, I think it's, while I prefer a star is born as a movie, I think what he does as a director and maestro is like transcendent. It's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, like, here we go. Like you're evolving before our yeah. very eyes. Like you're, you're becoming one of the greats in front of us. And that's, uh, I, I just, I love Bradley Cooper. I think he's so talented. And I think... Mm-hmm. Um, it, he's just. He, I think it's gonna be one of those things. He's gonna have like a. I'm not com- trying to compare him to Marty. Obviously, I think that would be kind of you know crazy to say at this point in time with only two features under his belt. But in the same way that Marty didn't get a nomination for so long, I think he could be in a similar path if that makes sense. You know, I think. Yeah. Um, or win rather. You know what I mean? He he didn't get like a win under his belt until way late. Well, point. maybe like this is a kind of a crude comparison. But maybe not. Maybe maybe they're like 
not getting nominated is almost like they're not letting him bust. You know what I mean? Like they're like kind of like like I think kind of what you're saying with like yeah. withholding the nom is gonna make him try hard, push harder. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of yeah. It's kind of that he's not going to because I was listening to a podcast um, and they were talking about if Scorsese had won uh, best director and best picture for Goodfellas, would we have gotten all of these masterpieces later in life? You know, like would he have would that would getting it that early in his career, not early because that's not early in his career, but getting it then would that relatively. Have, yeah. Yeah. You know, would that not have put like if it's kind of like if no one have gotten best director for inception or whatever movie or the dark knight would he have made oppenheimer you know so maybe it's in the long run maybe it's better for bradley if he doesn't get nominated i mean it seems like fucking crazy though that that he wouldn't get nominated for maestro yeah i mean that's the argument we had against like austin butler last year too Mm -hmm. um and i think that is you know i you know i hate to you know put the oscars on that kind of pedestal of like you know for drive and like you know ambition but you know there is a point to be made about it i think it is a fair point and i think um yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Bradley Cooper would continue even if he got a nomination or win even. I think he would continue to do interesting work. But yeah, I mean, I do think there is a, you know, just undeniable element of like, okay, well, if I didn't get nominated, how what the fuck else do I have to do? And mm-hmm. that's going to have his creative itch go even harder. And I think that's just, you know, maybe an unfortunate truth, but it is something that's there. So Whatever. I mean, and, and then as far as director goes, you agree with Yorgos and Alexander Payne as four and five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so that's a pretty clean cut. I I mean, I almost want to second guess it because I'm like, can it really be that easy? Um, But, you know, I read all five of those names and I just think those are all five such like big players this year that it's like, okay, who else then? Who else is going to come in? Um. You know, I guess I could maybe see Alexander Payne getting snubbed. Maybe, I guess, if there's like a more flashy direction that we haven't seen or considered yet. But I I kind of can't imagine that. Like, yeah. I, I, really, I don't think it's going to happen. Because um, yeah. especially, like I said, I think Nolan wins mm-hmm. pretty completely. Yeah. And then you got Scorsese, you got to nominate. And then yeah. Greta made a billion. So you got to get she's in there. And then you watch poor things, you're like, Yorgos just has, like, I mean, yeah. it's fucking insane what he does in that movie. So, that, like, that has to be there, like, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, too, Yorgos is a storied filmmaker uh, in, in 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 a different way. I mean, Cooper, I mean, Cooper, this is Cooper's second movie, Poor Things, is his seventh or fifth, sixth or seventh. So, yeah. and he's been nominated before. He's kind of in the, he's in the Cool Kids Club already, so. Right. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, and then, I mean, like I said, and then we, we already talked about The Holdovers plenty, and I think The Holdovers is just going to be one of those beloved movies where, and also, again, Alexander Payne kind of directs the shit out of The Holdovers, even though it is a more straightforward movie than these other four, uh, you know, directors. Um, I think it uh, it's still very well directed. It still has a significant style and approach and tone to it. Uh, it feels very distinct, like only Alexander Payne can make that movie. So I think that plus just the admiration for that film in general will like push it over the edge and get it that, uh, that's uh, fifth slot. So, yeah, I mean, unless we're just kind of completely overlooking something, I, I can't see it going any other way, to be honest. Um, okay. So I did director. You can go ahead and do uh, actor actor. So I have, he's an honorable mention, but I think he's out. Cause yeah, he's been, no- I had somebody get knocked out, but I think this is the five. Uh, you might disagree, but I'm going to say Killing Murphy for Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon, 
Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers, Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction, and Bradley Cooper for Maestro, which knocks Coleman Domingo and Rustin out. I think I haven't seen Rustin, but I think Rustin's kind of belly flopping. Um, and I think even if they'll snub Cooper in director, I think what he does in the movie as an actor is undeniable. Um, and I think I so I think he gets the nom there. Yeah, I think it's a star is born all over again, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I it's just history repeating itself because he, he's not you know, he, he obviously is fantastic in the movie performance wise, but you can tell he's he's really chopping at the bits for like a direct like a director nomination for it. But I, I agree with you. I think he gets another acting nomination against his better judgment this year and gets snubbed in directing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I mean you know, we're pretty much on the same page. I also have Bradley Cooper, Cillian Murphy, or Killian Murphy, uh, Giamatti, and DiCaprio as one mm-hmm. through four. The only difference is I still have Domingo at my number five. Over Jeffrey Russ, Wright. Over Jeffrey Wright. Um, I have not seen American Fiction yet either. I've heard it's fantastic. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I think it's very clearly getting a Best Picture nomination at this point. Um, but the only thing that's holding me back is that well, okay, two things. I've heard that Jeffrey Wright is great in American fiction, but it is a very, like, subdued kind of performance in that it really is, like, the writing of the movie that's kind of the star of the show, whereas he his character is, like, a very, like, you know, kind of straight-laced guy, it kind of seems. So I don't know if it's going to, like, earn him an Oscar nomination, whereas Rustin, I think it's going to be one of those classic cases of, like, the movie may not get a Best Picture nomination, but... You know, I, I, I thought Rustin was pretty good as a movie mm-hmm. when I saw it, but he's fucking fantastic in it, Coleman Domingo. He, you watch that shit. I mean, we've talked about him on the pod, like the Euphoria episode that he's in, like out of the park. That guy's phenomenal. Just every movie he's in. Uh, Zola, he's fucking great in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's oh, he's just, excellent, Zola. He's so good. He's good in everything he's in. Um, and I think Rustin, it's just like, it's it's better than the standard biopic performance. He's just like he's so good in this movie, and um, I'm still holding on to him. I still think he gets in just because he's just that good at it. I think it's just gonna be one of those movies where he gets uh, one of the only nominations for the movie, but um, his performance is pretty synonymous with the movie. So I think that's in it of its way is just the movie getting nominated is his performance. So yeah, I think it'll. I so I think that's our only difference is you go you're going Jeffrey Wright up one Coleman Domingo for my fifth. Mm-hmm. Um. But gun to your head, who do you think's winning? I think Killian Murphy has it. I think it's his year. I could see, I could see uh, Paul Giamatti, um, but I think, I mean, I don't necessarily. I think the Maestro, even though he's excellent, I think that's too divisive of a film. Um, I think that Leo uh, has already won, and he's great in Killers of the Far Moon, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's the. It's not a mountaintop in the same way that uh, I think Oppenheimer is a mountain a mountaintop. I mean, not to say Killian Murphy's never going to top it, but it is kind of this the narrative, the story's there. I think the story it's too good for him not to win, you know? Right. I uh, I might surprise you here. Um, I think it's I I don't think Killian Murphy's impossible, mm-hmm. but I do think I, he's not my first choice. I oh, I, don't, wow. I think it's either going to be Jamadi, Jamadi. Uh, I be just because he's he gives kind of the performance of a lifetime in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an incredible performance. Or, and I'm gonna surprise you, I think Bradley Cooper 
dude, and I, I think would, I would be so. He's probably my pick, so I'd be so I'd be jazzed out of my fucking but mind. <laughs> how fucking crazy would it be if he got snubbed for director, but he won actor? Mm-hmm. Like it'll be you, his Argo moment. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gonna be fucking insane. I think. Um, I I, I would go. Yeah, I'd pump my fist in the air and go. Yes. I think honestly, if I gun to my head right now. I think Bradley Cooper wins Best Actor. Dude, I I'm rock hard right now. I hope I fucking hope you're right, man. <laughs> I um, but you know I could see a Killian Murphy just coming in there because I could see Oppenheimer just doing the traditional like Oscar sweep, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. But I don't know. Something's telling me that it's just it's one of those years. And not to you know I don't want to undermine it. I don't want this to seem you know passive aggressive or anything. But I do think it could be one of those years where the makeup performance wins. Not to you know mm-hmm. negate his performance just to that. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it, it, yeah. it's one of those years where they, the Oscar voters, while they may not embrace Maestro as a whole, they may be like, oh, shit, he put on a lot of makeup, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that's right. But I that's something that they tend to do sometimes. And I think it could very well factor into it on top of the fact that he's also just really great in the movie. But also something I see that a lot of uh, Oscar you know, people do uh, where it's like um, if it's one of those dual things where it's like a director and. Uh, performance thing um sometimes they'll like give them one or the other so it kind of counts as both if that makes mm-hmm. sense um so i could see people voting in that way where his performance is even more impressive because he directed himself yeah i mean i would be i mean i'd be so fucking happy you know <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I could change my tune in a month or two like i really could but as of november i think i'm gonna say brother cooper uh, i think he wins um all right and then i'll go ahead and do best actress um so i think uh pretty locked uh emma stone lily gladstone i think carrie mulligan for maestro is getting in there um sandra huller for uh anatomy of a fall and then i i'm pretty sure about my fifth slot although i you know, I'm going back and forth on it. I think Fantasia Barino for The Color Purple, if it's as good as it seems to be, and, you know, the Oscars really take to it, I think she gets in. But I do have a dark horse for Margot Robbie and Barbie, just because she is really good in that movie, and she's the face of Barbie, and Barbie seems to be a big player. So you can't completely write Margot Robbie off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's in the game, but I, I'm still going to put Fantasia Barino over her just because it kind of seems like, you know, that it seems like it's just one of those performances that she's the star of the color purple. And if the color purple is as big of a player as it seems like it's going to be, I think she gets a nomination. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Um, all right. So I have Emma Stone and poor thing. Oh, did you say who you think is going to win or do you want me to read mine first? Um, I think, I think it's Emma Stone. You think it's Emma Stone. Okay. I, that's so I have Emma Stone for poor things. Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Room, Flower Moon, um, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, which is a new addition. Um, but uh, now I think she's a lock because she's just, I mean, kind of like, I mean, she's, if, she's so good at that. How do you not nominate that performance? And um, my last one, so uh, Carrie Mulligan bumped out Greta Lee for Past Lives. Um, again, I think that she's excellent in that movie, but I think that movie's getting lost in the lost in the noise a bit. Um, and then I have Margot Robbie for Barbie. Um, and then Fantasia, uh, Barino is my, uh, honorable mention. Um, and I do, I, last episode, 
with not having seen it, I had predicted Lily Gladstone. Um, but now having seen both movies, I do think Emma Stone's going to win. Uh, yeah. She's just, I mean, as while Lily Gladstone is excellent in Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Emma Stone, the, the performance in, I mean, poor, Emma Stone, it just does way more in Poor Things. It's just not even, I mean, Lily Gladstone is kind of all kind of this like restrained kind of under the surface kind of in the eyes. But Emma Stone, it's a physical, it's the voice, it's every, I mean, it's the whole pack. And then to the whole movie, Killers is a lot more of a, of a two-hander. Um, and as where Emma Stone is, the whole movie's on her back. So I think uh, I think Emma Stone's got it. Uh, so and I'm gonna be Jack because she honestly I think she deserves it too. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we'll, we have a uh, poor things episode coming out next week, so we're gonna talk about the movie then. But what she does in poor things is, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. It's like one of the best performances I've seen from an actress, and like yeah, uh, I think years. she's always been one of the best. Yeah, yeah, for a long time, I think she's been one of the best working actresses. But I think this is her kind of like, I'm not, I'm one of the best of the generation. Like, I'm not fucking around anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I think, I can't remember if you had this argument uh, last time, but it's kind of like the, are they really going to give her, you know, like two best yeah, actresses yeah. so close together? But you watch poor things and you're just like, yeah, though, like she's that yeah. good. She's <laughs> she's that fucking good, though. And I mean, and she's so young. Like she mm-hmm. she's so young. She's like, what, 30 something like. Yeah. I mean, I I it's, it's staggering to me that she has the talent that she does. And mm-hmm. poor things just like one of those performances. It feels like a once in a lifetime performance. It's kind of the performance that like I, I mean, and I already held her at a high regard. Mm-hmm. prior to this because of La Land and you know uh you know the favorite the favorite yeah. yeah the favorite yeah. she's great in um but this is just like I I mean this is like one of the best performances I've like ever seen in my life yeah. I think like this and is too, like, she's kind of like the, I mean uh, the I don't think the curse is going to factor into the um <laughs> yeah the nominations for this but the fact that this is coming out um the same time as up uh, mm-hmm. the curse which she is excellent in. don't get me wrong but she's giving a wildly different performance in that movie uh i just think it shows that i mean i too i mean this is kind of maybe flowery way to talk about her but she's exactly what you want an a-list actress to be she's doing interesting movies she's pushing herself she's working with interesting filmmakers um and this this i mean poor things is just kind of like i mean it's a it is a bit of a staggering performance such a brave performance too she's like completely i mean completely the whole movie is her basically so yeah. i think and to that movie's i mean we, we you hear us talk about it we'll turn this into a poor things up but it's amazing go see it yeah. when it comes out <laughs> and she's gonna be in two yorgos lanthimos two more yorgos lanthimos movies come on yeah man i um yeah i mean i'm pretty sure she's gonna win this i i think i mean lily gladstone's great and i would not be like mad if she won obviously she's fan, she's fantastic in that movie but i just think Again, Emma Stone, that's just one of those undeniable performances where any stats you have go out the window when you watch it, and you're like, yep, there it is. That's mm-hmm. that's the winner. That's that's who's winning. So, it, yeah, it, she's great. She's fantastic. Um, all right. So then uh, if you want to go ahead and give your uh, supporting actor uh, predictions. Supporting actor. I have no changes uh, from last episode. Robert Downey Jr. for The Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Paul Mescal for All of Us Strangers and Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. And I've still got Willem Dafoe for Poor Things as a honorable mention, as well as John Magaro in Past Lives. 
Uh, I think here's the thing. I mean, we could uh, we could talk. Should I say my prediction, or do you want to read yours off? Um. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Whatever you're gonna say. It's the discussion of I think Oppenheimer. I think RDJ has it for Oppenheimer, but. Mark Ruffalo is so fucking good in Poor Things that I think it throws a wrench into things. I genuinely, I think, I still would pick Oppenheimer, but you have to talk about Mark Ruffalo because he is so fucking yeah. good in that movie. Um, I think that, you know, Ryan Gosling and Paul Mescal and De Niro are great. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be really, I'll be jazzed to see Ryan Gosling get nominated uh, just because I love him. Paul Mescal, he's proven to be one of the, you know, he's, he's, he's one of our next actors. Um, and then De Niro with a legacy kind of, you know, still kicking it, still fucking banging. I'd love to see Willem Dafoe get nominated. I don't know if they'll do the Banshees where they double up on supporting mm. actor. Uh, and then John Magaro is, is excellent in past lives. But again, I think it's, I've said it every category, it's getting lost in the noise. But bit, I think yeah. I would still predict RDJ right now, but I think that Mark Ruffalo, it's it's Hulk v. Iron Man. You know, who wins? <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Um, mm -hmm. So we actually have um, almost the exact same predictions. Because uh, mm -hmm. I also have Downey, I have Gosling, I have Ruffalo, I have De Niro. Um, but where you had uh, Paul Mescal. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, from the 20 minutes I've seen of all the strangers, he, <laughs> he is quite great. That, yeah, that's a discussion for another time. But... Um, uh, I actually have a new addition to it, having seen this movie. Uh, I'm going to go Charles Melton for May, December, because I... Oh, that would be so cool. He <laughs> is just... Man, I, I mean, we're high on the May, December train, but mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. Like, he is just, like, he's fucking incredible mm -hmm. in that movie. And like he's a guy that I've you know I've seen in some stuff and I'm like okay yeah you know he's he's cool but like this is just like he put his Jordans on and he like he came yeah. out like he <laughs> he fucking like this is like insane what he does in this movie it is like the most devastating performance I think I've seen from an actor in years it's funny it's 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 like shocking it is um. It, it is just like transcendent. This is like a performance of a fucking lifetime. Mm -hmm. This is the performance that gets you whatever role you want for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you want it. No maybe, yeah. Maybe it's like the Paul Mescal of last year where it, this is his, you know, kind of his knocking at the door. Like, I, by the way, I'm a world, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real talent. I know you, I know I'm, I've been in a couple of things here and there, but I'm here to, mm -hmm. I'm here to stay. Um, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't considered him for, uh, that I don't know how big May December will be as a player. Obviously, I would be over the moon if it was. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen all those strangers, so I right now um, I'm gonna live on pod, change the prediction. I'm I'm, I'm tagging in the Melton. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I maybe a lot of that is just like me projecting a bit because I, you know, we both saw the movie, we both loved the movie. So maybe I'm just kind of like, oh, man, that's a fantastic performance. How do you not nominate that? But so maybe I am putting a little bit too much faith in the Academy mm -hmm. as far as that goes. But I mean, but it really is like the how do you watch that performance and not give him an arm? Like, how do you not mm -hmm. do that? He is that good in the movie. And, and he's so handsome and cool. He's so handsome. He's so cool. And he's heartbreaking. <laughs> and he's got Jordans on. And it's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's just, he's, he's got the sauce, man. He's, he's really got the sauce. Um, I, but I will say, 
um, going to your point, if I had to put a dark horse in there, like if for whatever reason Melton does not happen, I think if Melton does not happen, I do think it'll be a Banshee's thing, and I do think it's uh, Defoe as mm-hmm. the slot. He but deserves it too. He's great in the movie. He's he's fantastic. It's just one of those things where I really think if you want to diversify it a bit, um, as far as like you know, get it in all the performances you can, because this is just one of those years where there's so many great supporting acting performances, mm-hmm. um, to so where I really think you should spread the love, especially when Melton is that good in the movie. Where and again, not saying Defoe's not, but it's just a stat category. Um, and I, I think this could be like one of Melton's only chances to get a nomination. So I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sticking to it though. The one through five, I, I think that's where I'm at with it. Uh, but also though, gun to my head, I think, uh, I think Downey Jr. wins. I, I think it's just, the momentum is there. He's mm-hmm. kind of just like, that's the performance where he, he's just like lighting in a bottle. And that, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, and, you know, um, Ruffalo will be back next year. I mean, Ruffalo's in Mickey 17, so he'll he might be back mm. around next year. Um, yeah. it, it's weird because it's like they're they're both this is both their post MCU performance and they both knock it out of the park, but it yeah. feels way more for I don't know. It just the weight is on the 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 the, 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 the Downey Jr. performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's more tied to Iron Man than Ruffalo is to Hulk. Uh, but I don't know. I just think I just I don't know. I think I, you said it after the screening. But I mean, Ruffalo gives one of the funniest performances I've seen in years. It's, uh, it's so good. I was not I, prepared for it. It's uh, I just think I don't know. I really if I it, that would be if I, I mean, he's if he won, I would be like fucking up late night ball and I'd be so excited about it. Yeah. I mean, he's great in it. It's kind of funny. You know, you, when you put it in that context of like post like in a game performance and it's like, damn, how like, and you know, I'm a, I'm a Marvel show, but like, it's like, how much were they just like bottling in a good performance for that many years? And mm-hmm. they both come out the gate swinging. Um, it's like, I don't know. Ruffalo is just like, he, he's so fucking good and poor things. He, he really is. When you were telling me before I saw it. You were like, dude, get ready. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's good. But then I saw it, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, this guy, he's, he's fucking killing it. Um, but again, you know, this is also the year of Barbie. You know, Ryan Gosling is fucking great in Barbie. Um, I, I don't think De Niro's going to win. I think that's just a nomination performance, but he's also fucking great in that movie. So, yeah, it's it's a very stacked category this year, but I, I'm glad we agree on Downey. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll change, but we'll Ruffalo see. Ruffalo is in the next movie from uh, the Meaner on the Dying Girl director. So yeah. Okay. Well, now you're just trying to win me over. So yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, and then uh, let's see. I just went on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, if you want to do a best supporting actress. So I've got to say, I think next supporting actress is a battleground. I think the, du- I think the dust is settling on a lot of these. Uh, I think we maybe have two locks as opposed. I, I think the other categories, there's like three or four locks for each one. I think there are maybe two locks for best supporting actress. I think Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. And I think divine joy Randolph for the holdovers. Uh, the, up, other than that, it is a battleground, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my predictions are Emily Blunt, divine joy Randolph. I'm going to throw in Viola Davis for air. And I'm gonna throw in Julianne Moore for May December, and then in the final spot, I'm sticking Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, 
Um, and we have, in honorable mentions, Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. Uh, our reviews are kind of mixed on that movie, but everybody likes her in it, and uh, she's been nominated in the past. Um, and also Penelope Cruz for Ferrari. Um, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about the film, uh, but Penelope Cruz is a usual suspect, so you can't count her out. Um, and then uh, I think, you know, I, I mentioned Air at the top of the episode. I think Viola Davis is keeping the, the Air train alive. I think she gets the nom. And uh, yeah. Julianne Moore is a banging actress in May, December. She gives it a fucking excellent performance. Natalie Portman is also great too. Um, she's kind of absent from the conversation, but uh, I think um, th- th- those are my predictions. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a pretty similar uh, prediction. I think, um, I mean, everyone you mentioned, I, I also have written down. I just think in a different order. Um, I do agree. I think I got into my head. Would you say divine joy Randolph is the current front runner for this? Yeah, I would say so. I, I had Oppenheimer originally, but I think at this point, uh, Devon Joe Randolph's got more hype around it. I also she's, hadn't seen uh, The Holdovers the last time we did an episode. So. Right. Yeah, and she's so good in The Holdovers. She's so good. So I I, I kind of can't imagine anyone else still in that thunder. Um, I do agree. Emily Blunt for number two. Um, I do have Danielle Brooks from The Color Purple, which on all the reactions I've seen on Twitter for that movie, uh, they really do shout her out a lot. So I do think that is happening. Um, I also had Penelope Cruz for Ferrari, and that's solely because of that uh, year where she got in for Parallel Mothers out of nowhere, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? And you're right, they do kind of, like, have uh, their eyes on her forever. Like, and, yeah. and, and hey, don't get me wrong, Penelope Cruz is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I, I like her a lot, but it's just kind of funny that they always just, like, <laughs> they make, they take care of her for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I also have Julianne Moore as my number five. Um, but and I forgot who you had other than that. Um, but, uh, was Viola Davis an heir? Yeah, for some reason I did not put her down. Maybe I'm like completely writing off air for some reason. I maybe I, just, I think air has more. I don't know. I, it feels like Ferrari is already DOA. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. just my view of it. Uh, but I and then uh, Saltburn is a little too divisive. I think to get. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a player. Uh, but I think Air is in the conversation. I think people people like Air. You know, nothing we can do about it. I like yeah. Air. I like Air. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and she's good in it. But it's also like, uh, I mean, what is she in? Like two scenes or three yeah. scenes? Like she's not in it very much. I'm not to argue with your point. I'm just saying when I think of Air, I don't think of Viola Davis. I think but it's, I, it's a I, dad movie. But I think hey. this is kind of the. I think she's. I, not to say this is like a Meryl Streep nom, but Viola Davis is like in the same way that they take care of Penelope Cruz. They take care of Viola Davis, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, no, that's something I didn't really consider, and I don't think it's like too far off. Like I could see it happening. You know, I always like. You, sometimes you just have to do the very simple trick of like close your eyes, think about it. Can you see it happening? If you can, it. It's very well possible, and I I can see it happening. Um, I will say I did have a dark horse for Taraji P. Henson in The Color Purple, because we did talk about a supporting actor having a Banshees moment. But what if it's supporting actress where they have it, where Mm -hmm. uh, Taraji P. and Daniel Brooks both uh, are very good in that movie, and uh, we just get two supporting performances for that movie. Um, So that was my dark horse, but I am holding out hope that Julianne Moore gets in for May December because um, she is really great in that movie. That's like I think one of Julianne Moore's like best performances in um, in a while. I think Mm. I think she's really great in that movie. Um, So I'm holding out hope. I haven't seen Ferrari. That's just kind of like a like I said with Penelope Cruz. I'm I'm just kind of like (laughs) honestly just it's really the parallel mothers thing where I was like Mm -hmm. what. 
okay, sure. Yeah. That just kind of like made me think about that. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of like blindly predicting that. But uh, I mean, would you say she's like really good in Ferrari? Like, she's great like, in Ferrari. Yeah, she does a really, really great okay. job. Gotcha. I haven't even honestly seen the trailer for Ferrari, so I'm not even like I, I'm not even sure how much she's in it. But she plays his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, so I I mean, I'm seeing it soon, I think. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I'll reconvene in the next predictions if I've seen it by then. But um yeah, so I think that's my that's my five. Uh Devon Joy Randolph, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks, uh Penelope Cruz and Julianne Moore. And maybe that's wishful thinking, but you know, we'll see. Um all right. And then uh for screenplay, uh for original screenplay, that is. Um interesting category this year but i and again some of this may be projecting uh but whatever <laughs> so mm. i have and i cannot believe i'm saying this i don't know how barbie is considered original screenplay when it's based off an ip but whatever mm. uh barbie um and i think that's currently going to be the i i have that as the winner uh just because i think they often try to you know give a not so much a dark horse. I don't know if that's the appropriate term, but they try to give a movie that's really significantly like across the board nominated, like a screenplay win, if it can't get like director or picture. And mm-hmm. I think this could be Greta's win. Uh, but I could also see the holdovers or past lives taking it too, where, you know, the same thing where Celine Song really impressed people with it, with uh, past lives, or Alexander Payne really created a very personal movie with mm-hmm. the holdovers. So I could see either of them coming in clutch with that one. Um, and then after that, I have Anatomy of a Fall, which I don't think has a chance of winning, really. But I do think it's very firmly in there because it is a very tight script. It's very focused. It's very character driven. Uh, the dialogue is very it's natural and snappy at the same time, which I like. Um, but then at my number five, I have kind of a tie. I'm going to go May, December as my mm-hmm. official pick for number number five. And I do think this will be one of those sneaky movies that doesn't get the best picture nomination, but I think it pops up in like surprise categories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it'll get an original screenplay nomination, but for my dark horse at number six, I do have Maestro. If they really do like late in the moment embrace Maestro, I could see it getting a screenplay nomination, but I'm still going to put maybe mm-hmm. some above it. Okay, so what were your picks again? Just read through them one more time. Barbie, Holdovers, Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall, May, December, and then a Dark Horse Maestro, maybe. Um, okay, so this might be... Uh, I might, We have similar list. I have one on here. Uh, the fact that you omitted it makes me think that it might be a s- adapted screenplay. Uh, okay. But I'm going to say Past Lives, Barbie... Anatomy of a Fall, May, December, and then is American Fiction original or is that adapted? Um, so apparently it's adapted. I did okay. not do the research from what it's adapted from, so I'm I, I cannot answer. It that is question. based on a novel. I'm going to move it to okay. my. Uh, I'm going to move it to my adapted. Okay. okay. So fifth place, um, I'll throw the holdovers in there. Okay. <laughs> good okay um, so but i do think barbie gets it i would be jazzed if may december won. that's i think that's the best screenplay here yeah um that might be the best screenplay of the year and um don't i heard it here first um but i do think they're gonna give it to barbie i think like you said 
it's the where well, you're not going to win any of the bigger awards, but we want you. It's like kind of the nope award. It's like we're going to give it. We're going to give this to you. You're not going to win any of the big stuff, but we want you to know that we liked you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think you're right on that. I think Barbie wins, but I, I do hope maybe Summer gets some bone as mm-hmm. far as that goes because it is one of the best screenplays I've, I've you know witnessed in a while. I think yeah, in recent years, I think it's one of the best. I think it's as I mean, I, I'm not to hype up. Um, uh, who wrote what's what's her name again? Um. Not to hype up the she wrote Coyote versus Acme as well. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about like the, the screenwriter of the movie, right? Yeah, she, um, yeah, she's, she's fucking, fucking like Sammy I don't know. Birch. Sammy Birch. Uh, yeah. Not to hype her up, but this screenplay is as exciting as something like being John Malkovich. I think this. I think that this lady has a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think um, I was very taken aback by how much, uh, mm-hmm. how, how effective May December was. And a lot of this also in, you know, Todd Haynes' presentation, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is just also on paper. You can tell because the, the dialogue, the the characters, the... Uh, just the it, narrative. Just the, I yeah. mean, there's so many, I, a friend, enemy of the pod, Zach Perry quoted, he sent a quote to our, our group chat and was like, how do you write that? And I just, I, I, you know, he doesn't say a lot of smart things, but that was a smart <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, I agree, man. It's it's just like one of those situations where it's I maybe we're projecting a bit. I think, you know, maybe that is maybe it is. But sometimes you have to put faith in the fact that the Academy has taste. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to believe in that. They nominated Bing Chun Malkovich. They nominated Nope or they nominated not Nope. They nominated Get Out. I think that if this is a debut screenplay from a, uh, a company man director. They like Todd Haynes. So. I think, I think it'll think happen. They saw it, and Netflix. Uh, it's one of the only Netflix movies this year. They're going to push it. Um, Maestro would be sick to get into nomination. Uh, that is a really. I, I maybe I'll. You know what? I'm going to swap out Maestro and the holdovers. I'm going to make Maestro my pick. So you think they're going to omit the holdovers for Maestro? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Right. Because currently. <laughs> okay. Because I still think the holdovers. That's my number two to win. So mm. I think. Okay. I, I think the holdovers is kind of a lock for screenplay. Not to deter you, you know, you've made your right. choice. So I'm but... kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold over on Maestro. I'm gonna wait. Maybe next episode I'll feel differently. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I will. I think that'll be interesting in the next like month or two to see how Maestro kind of like finds its stride um with the academy and if it kind of holds up the momentum because especially you know when it starts to get a theatrical release at the end of the month and then. Um, you know, when it hits, because uh, I think it what, hits Netflix on like around Christmas, I think. Once the reception out there is out there, I think then we'll have a better feel of it. But as of now, it's just kind of like critics groups talking about it, which is it's like mostly positive, but some nitpicks. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, OK, we'll see where it goes. But, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my five. Um, and then if you want to give your adapted screenplay. Uh, so this one was tough. Um... I'm going to say Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon. I will throw American Fiction in there. And right now, I will say The Color Purple. Um, Mm. But I think there is a room for, hypothetically, maybe Priscilla, maybe the I mean I just I the zone of interest uh I, I when I was I was looking up kind of other predictions so the zone of interest is popping up a lot but again I just don't see that one really being uh, embraced um and then if my boy Matt Johnson could get a nomination for Blackberry I don't think that'll happen that's my hail mary honorable mention yeah 
I mean, I I I appreciate your 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 spunk, kid. I I really do. I I appreciate the, <laughs> I appreciate it. And we love Blackberry. We do, but I, it's it's not happening. Um I uh so currently I have um I have the same I think four as you. Mm-hmm. I had four things Oppenheimer Killers American Fiction. Um I have a similar I can only assume your color purple at number 5 is similar to um where my number five is coming from, which is just a total, like, what the fuck are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. But that is, that's also spawning for me not seeing the film. And I have heard that a lot of it is, like, relying on, like, sound and visuals. So I do question, yeah. like, I'm, I, what if I watch it? I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, I just think that, I mean, this is, my thing is, I'm like, The Color Purple is this is a Spielberg-produced musical remake um, and the zone of interest is a Holocaust movie by an art house filmmaker. I'm like, which one yeah. are they going to embrace? You know, I think that like, I just see the, but the zone of interest is great. I, I feel like I'm shitting on it, but it's a great movie, but I just don't, I think, it, I think that movie's too cool for the Academy. Right. Even though it's, I mean, I would we'll say it's a see. cool movie, but <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't speak to it. I, that's just like, uh, even if it gets a dark horse, like, so I think if it gets that 10th slot in the Best Picture nominations, I think it definitely gets that adapted screenplay 5th slot. I think that's 100% going to happen. But if it doesn't, if it gets like locked out of Best Picture, then I think it's going to be really tough for it to get an adapted mm-hmm. screenplay nomination. So I don't know. I really just think it depends whether or not how much they embrace Color Purple, whether or not it gets in Best Picture at all, if it's admitted entirely. It really just depends as far as that goes. But also... Like I said, I think it's also a shoe in for best international film, so that could also support its, you know, mm. uh, chances that adapted. Uh, so, but I would also say Poor Things is winning this. I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Poor Things. Um, I think that me at, at a certain point, uh, you know, it was an Oppenheimer versus Killers uh, with American Fiction Dark Horse, but I think Poor Things. Uh, surges past it. I think that that yeah. I mean that just, so much of that movie. I mean we were talking about how great that movie is. You know the greatest movie ever made. But it's I think the <laughs> screenplay you got it. You got to acknowledge it. You know it's too weird for best picture, so they'll give it uh, screenplay. Yeah, and I I do have some uh, breaking news live on the pod. Um, it's not that serious, but I I do want to get your reaction live on pod. You're like the president is dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so joke. it's it's a uh, it's this is an oscar uh breaking news um so you know how the bike riders got uh pushed from out of 2023 mm-hmm. uh disney is no longer distributing it and they are selling it to another distributor whoa is it so does that mean we could get it this year I don't think so because it seems like way too late in the game mm-hmm. uh, but yeah disney is calendar. selling the bike riders Damn. Um, is that's that kind of is that like does that kill the movie? Um, I don't think it kills the movie, but I like I don't really know. I don't know how that even happens. I don't know why they would sell it. I'm sure they have their reasons, but um, I I don't know, man. That's kind of crazy to me. Well, so. it's to, to to think that it was such a it was a play it was such a player too. You know what I mean? It was the Dawson Butler, Tom Hardy, and then now it's uh. 
I mean, what are they going to do like a Judas and the Black Messiah where they put it out in February right before the Oscars? Or I don't know if that's still even a thing that's allowed to be done. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I don't know if that was like just a COVID thing or. If it well, was... I mean, just that release date, not necessarily uh, for. Um, uh, I mean, are they just going to cut their losses? I mean, you know, occasionally we get those early, early of the year prestige movies that didn't necessarily make the cut. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it now. I don't even know who would buy it. Uh, off the top of my head, I can see like a maybe. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine like a streamer would get it. Like, it feels a little too cinematic mm-hmm. for to be a streamer. But um, I, I don't know if I mean, is A twenty four really in the distribution? I mean, I guess they could like pick it up. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't think Neon would do it because it also feels like a little too like. It's in that weird camp where it's not exactly super commercial, so I can't imagine like a a Universal or a Sony would do it, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine that an A twenty four like mini studio would do it either. So it's it's in that weird category of that. That's just what Searchlight's like bread and butter is. So like I'm like, why the fuck is Searchlight selling it? Like I don't really get I mean, that. Maybe Focus gets it. You know what? That's a good. There you go. I think Focus or MGM. I think that's a good. Uh, Focus is loving so. That's not that's not a bad prediction. I kind of forgot about Focus. Um, yeah, I think Focus or MGM gets it. MGM is very because uh, MGM this year they have uh, American Fiction and uh, uh, Saltburn and all that good stuff. So I, this kind of fits that category too. So I could see it going to one of those two. But God, what a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I what a weird time to be alive. Just like movies getting like canceled and yeah. sold like crazy. It's it's kind of weird. Well, we uh, were talking about this too. It's it's kind of impossible to do a most anticipated of next year because mm-hmm. so many of the next year movies have been they weren't weren't shooting over the last six months, so they're not like you'd love to be like, oh, this is on my list, but it's probably not on your list anymore because it's yeah, probably, and a bunch of the stuff's not. I mean, I, we said there's no way that the the PTA or the Jordan Peele is coming out next year or Tarantino or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's not happening. Um, yeah, the only thing that's coming out next year for sure is like Mickey Seventeen. Because that's already shot. Um, and is already shot, the Yorgos. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't know that. Um, good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few things here and there that I think are confirmed, but otherwise, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yorgos uh, is supposed to have two movies out next year, but I don't think... I think that the, the one after And hasn't been able to shoot yet, but he has another movie with Emma Stone slated, so... Yeah, I mean, after Poor Things, man, I, I think I'm a, I'm a devote uh, Yorgos head, so... Yeah, yeah. Dude, and I hope uh, him and him and Emma, they they're the new uh, De Niro and Scorsese, like fucking work together forever. You guys are just you guys play the same type of music, you know? Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm all the way there for it. I really am. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Um, hopefully Disney doesn't fuck them over, too, in the future. Hopefully they I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of buttered about this. I don't know. I like I, I don't just the bike riders, but damn, like keep yeah. your fucking movies. If you're going to make it, keep it. Well, dude, maybe it's maybe they just kind of because I, I I won't not to say that no, I haven't seen the movie, uh, but I think the reviews are positive, but I don't know how positive they are. And uh, Austin Butler is a star um, and Tom Hardy is a star, but they're not like they're not like a list. I mean, maybe they are, but they're not like I don't know if they're like I mean, do they sell tickets? I don't I don't know. So maybe they'll just maybe this is like an early year. Maybe this is like a past live situation where it's an early year, really good movie that they put out. You know, maybe they, maybe right. they, it doesn't get pushed all the way to next year. Maybe maybe we see the bike riders in. Maybe it still comes out in March. You know. I don't know. I I have no clue. I just thought it was a really interesting. Because mm-hmm. Jeff Nick, I love Jeff Nichols, but he's not like a he's not like a 
a household name or anything like that. Even no, though definitely not. Yeah, no. We we just gotta get him to do mud two, and then we'll be, we'll be golden. Mm-hmm. Mud two. Um, mud two. Um. All <laughs> right. Well, is, is any any final thoughts before we wrap this pot up? I fucking hate the Oscar. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> let's hope that May December gets uh, a sweep. Hey, you know what? We could be singing a different tune next month where we say it's gonna get the tenth best picture slot. So who knows? Um. We'll see. Uh. Uh, I guess you can't really plug anything, Joey. You, you're mm-hmm. not uh, you're not on the interwebs. No. I think I said this last time. Maybe something's coming out on Christmas. Maybe I I, I believe in you. And if it if it does come out, I'm a I'm a fan, and I I can't wait for everybody to see it. Um, but uh, yeah. Until then, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, Letterboxd, other podcasts, Millennial Canon, and uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with a may december poor things maestro triple header but also in december we have uh you know the best of the year episode december oscar predictions and i'm sure we'll have plenty of movies to talk about uh like migration come on like there's so many movies so you know we'll check it out next month until next time gamers keep on gaming keep on uh going to barton academy and uh <laughs> keep on predicting the oscars bye guys <laughs>